I've never seen any Rocky films. I've never seen a Rocky film. <laughs> Maybe we should. Uh, no interest in boxing or Sly Stallone? Uh, I like Raging Bull. That's uh, got boxing in it. Uh, it is mainly about boxing, you're right. And it's good, so. Uh, fair enough. Anyway, we digress, as is our want. Hi, welcome to Digest My Shorts. My name is Dan. And my name is Alistair. And as you're probably aware, we are watching every episode of The Simpsons in order. One by one. One by one. Or it, though, is that going to be strictly true? Well, um, so series two, we are considering some format changes. Because mm-hmm. we looked at the amount of episodes for this season. We're a bit daunted, to say the least. Yeah. And, and then we have 26 other seasons after that. Yeah, it's a lot of seasons, guys. Yeah. So, um, we're going we're going to attempt to watch, well review two episodes of the simpsons per podcast episode yeah we're gonna watch one with each eye yeah and then at the same time at the same time and then with one mandible of our jaw talk about one and with the other talk about the other or we could just um do them back to back but in the same episode would that be easier i feel like this shouldn't be podcast chat (laughs) fair enough Anyway, uh, yes, what we are, what we intend to do, what we intend to do is uh, cover two, two Simpsons episodes per one Digest My Shorts, but there are kind of some special bits that we've got our first Treehouse of Horror, so we, we figured that deserves an episode all of its own. Um, today's episode, we're only going to cover one, uh, and maybe we'll throw some extras in there. Yeah, yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. I'm sure the season will set, come to settle. Yeah, by season three, gosh, I, I reckon we'll really, really know what we're doing. We'll be so on top of this shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we will stay close to our mainstay um, goals. No, we can't even agree on. <laughs> never, never edit. Never research, never edit, never surrender. No compromise. And I'm not compromising on this. No, I'm, I, likewise, I'm not compromising, which means I should really agree with you. But, yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Yes, absolutely. Season two. Woo! Yeah, so um, we are expecting, I'm expecting, that the Simpsons have got their um, animation together. Yeah. We want consistency. We demand consistency. Uh, How many White Smithers or White Loos do we expect from this season? (laughs) Have they got that together, do you think? We'll keep a tally tally of that. Yeah. Um, so there may be less elephants in the room per episode than in the last season, which would be a shame, but good for... We're going to keep our eyes peeled, guys, don't worry. Yeah. Do we reckon that Arpu is more sensitively portrayed in this season? I hope so. Yeah, I don't think we're going to oh, expect that. I haven't done any research. No. I don't know which episodes are in this season, so... No, no. I think it, it, we've got a few more years before they go, hang on a minute, if we... If we had more Arpu-centric episodes, then he won't seem such a stereotype. Cool. I don't think that's yet. 
What else do you have to look forward to, do you think, from this season? Uh, I mentioned this in the last episodes of Simpsons, because we did a few specials, I think. We did one. We may have done several. Who knows? Who knows? Um, the, the Treehouse of Horror. Yes. Uh, do you know which Treehouse of Horror it is? It's the one with the Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, it's brilliant! Yes, yeah. you're right. Okay, yes, I've forgotten that. That is excellent. So right. that'll be exciting. How yeah. about you, Alistair? Um, well, today we haven't actually watched it yet, but the episode we will review today, I have mentioned before on Digest My Shorts, it's uh, Bart Gets an F, which has been known to pry a tear from my eye. Well, I'm going to keep an eye out for this tear, and I will capture it. With yes, a... I don't know whether it will move me now as it once did. But um, it is it is a good episode. I think I think it is. I remember it's got a snowstorm in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, and uh, some I want to say ontological discussion. That's not the right word. Definitely theological discussion. I don't think ontological is a rude word, but it might be. I literally have no <laughs> idea what it means. I know it is a word. It's definitely a word. Mm-hmm. I'd be lying if I knew what it meant. Though. Yes, the word I was going for is the word that they teach Father Jack in Father Ted. Ecumenical. Oh, ecumenical. Yes. I'm going to do an entire episode one day where I just say either yes or that will be an ecumenical matter. Well, maybe this would be the one because I know... We're already reviewing... We're previewing the episode. We shouldn't We shouldn't do that. We yes. Should, oh. <laughs> Clever. Well, because I know that we have to look forward to uh, Lisa uh, discussing religion. Doesn't she become a Buddhist? I really thought you were going to say that would be an ecumenical matter. That, I, come on. I was holding it. I was going to save it for the end of the episode. I think she becomes... I wonder if whether she becomes a Buddhist around the same time she becomes vegetarian, which is when they use Arpu in a more sensitive way. And makes of Paul McCartney? I think Richard Gere... In, in the last season, at one point, we mentioned Richard Gere and about whether he had ever been on The Simpsons. I think... Richard Gere is mentioned in relation to Lisa becoming a Buddhist. Interesting. I'm, I want to say 70% sure of that. I don't think I've ever seen a Richard Gere film. I think we may have talked about this. <laughs> <laughs> right. In the, well, we have listened back to the last episode of the season and we talk about in that, but we notice that we repeat everything. Um, There's going to be nothing new. There's nothing new. Nothing new. The Simpsons have done it all, and we've made that joke before. Right. Anyway, so where does season two find us? 1990? How old were you in 1990? I would have been... If you don't mind me asking. I would have been nine still. Okay. So, I'm still willing... Would you bet money? I, I would bet money on the fact that it was not aired in the UK at that date. Would you take that bet? No, because I may or may not have looked at the airing dates. Yeah. You say, you say you never compromise, and yet you're compromising on no research standard right there. Um, yes, I, so I, I was nine in 1990, and I, I was definitely around that age, but probably 10 or 11 when I started seeing Simpsons toys and stuff. You were like a fetus still or whatever. Shut up, mate. Well, how, okay, how old were you in Like three. Okay. That's one of us. You know, I had my, uh, spent my time <laughs> yeah. under Thatcher's rule. We've all got the scars. Yeah, you'd had your first drink. Yeah. Um, yeah. Before Thatcher stole it from my hands. Quite. Um, did that ever happen? I, I mean, a lot of my generation 
I mean, which is the same generation as yours, but just a couple of years ahead. People talk about Thatcher stealing our milk. I think I went to a school where they kept on providing milk after milk disappeared. So I, I, it's disingenuous for me to say that Thatcher stole my milk. I can't remember, to be honest. Yeah. So, I mean, it was the 90s by the time I went to school. You're a, you're a major child. Yes. Yeah. For modern people and non-English people, we did have a Prime Minister called John Major. There may not be any record <laughs> of his. <laughs> I think all the celluloid with his image might have just crumbled to dust. Yeah, he kind of, he, he filled the void between Thatcher and Blair. Mm-hmm. But it is an interesting statistic because he counts to the, I think, almost every other Prime Minister wasn't voted for. He wasn't voted for. Because Thatcher ha- handed him the Prime Prime Ministerry. Oh. He must have won an election at some point, though. I'm not sure if he did. Because Blair... It was 97. 97. So there must have been an election between 1990 and 97. Well, I don't know if it was 19... I don't think it was 1990 itself. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I do not know. It, I, it may have been 94. I don't know. I don't know. If I guess, it will just be guesses. I should st- stop talking now. But what we can learn from that, it was dark times in the UK. Yeah, Dark, exactly. dark times. Dark, grey times. And... We had the beacon of the Simpsons coming from America. Mm, the the United States of USA. Yes, because we didn't get the Simpsons till ninety seven. Ah, you've you've let it slip. Let it slip. Ninety which is neither of us believe that at all. I've seen the Simpsons before ninety seven, but yeah. like I said, it filtered through VHS or like stuff that my dad's mates had taped off Sky. Actually, like that. that maybe that rings enough bells. Um, that the Simpsons moving to terrestrial TV was a big deal. Yes. But it was already something we all knew. It was already ingrained into the culture at the time. Quite. Um, with, oh, I don't know if it is this season. Definitely, I can remember making my grandparents, who didn't watch much TV at all, watch an episode of The Simpsons to show that it was for adults as well as children. And it was the episode, and I've mentioned this before, because we've mentioned all of this before, it was the episode with Dustin Hoffman. Yes, I think that is this season. Yeah, um, so that's that's a, that was an early, you know, my grandparents didn't know what The Simpsons was. Um, yeah, even though that was kind of un- unimaginable for my age group. My grandparents had a distinct distrust of anything that I liked. Oh, I'm glad <laughs> to hear that. So, I don't think they ever watched it. No, or post-punk. Or post-punk. My nan... Still watches Doctor Who. Good for her! But she says she doesn't like it. And she's yeah. been saying this since it came back in like uh, in 2005. And every week she'll be like, oh, I watched Doctor Who, but don't like the new Doctor. He's not as good as John Pertwee. Mm. And I'm like, no, just, just stop watching it. If you don't like it. I could not convince my parents to watch it. No, that may not be true. But, you know, I, I would struggle to convince my, my parents to watch Doctor Who. Hmm. Probably all the Simpsons come to that. I don't know. Interesting. Um, wow, so we've, we've rambled on. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Oh, we have another a goal. Let's call it a stretch goal, even though it's not based on anyone giving us any money. Uh, we do have a stretch goal of wanting to review some... Simpson paraphernalia. Yes. And it might be if we can get hold of sweets or if they have a breakfast cereal, it might be one of the video games. It could be some toys. Some donuts. Could be wrapping paper. Wrapping paper. Because I'm sure 
Oh, it'd be interesting to know, or it'd be interesting to field the number of things that Bart's face or Homer's face is on. The number of different media media. Their face is probably on more bits of merchandise than the Queen's face. I was hoping you were going to go with Jesus, but actually, yeah, I think you might be right. What does it say? Although she's on stamps. And she's on every coin. And... Dick and Harry. <laughs> <laughs> mm. um, yeah, we're also going to try and keep track of duds per season. Mm. Yes, what do you think? Um, I mean, we're a little bit removed from last season now, but what was last season's dud per season count? I think there were at least three proper duds in okay. last season. That's... Uh, let's see if we can agree. Definitely the, the French episode. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the babysitter episode. Baby, gosh, the babysitter. The babysitter episode. Oh. And the wilderness episode. Yes. Yeah. I think there might have been one more. I think those were the three proper duds. There were a few iffy episodes, but okay. we're going full full duds. Oh no no no! Hang on a minute. The morally unambiguous episode. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. You can, Ooh, that's, you, that's like worth five duds in yeah, one, isn't it? You can say shit. It's fine. I don't want to. Okay. Okay, so we've got four. Four. The count, and we should write this down, because otherwise one of us is going to have to listen to this show um, to keep a tally of it. I've got a note here. Yeah. Season one, dud count, is a a fat four. A, a, a solid, steaming four. <laughs> That's a poo metaphor. Great. <laughs> um, so, uh, predictions higher or lower? Season two, more episodes. More episodes. Tw- 22, 22 episodes. How many of those are going to be done? Is it going to be higher or lower than four? I'm going to stick with four. You think four does? I'm going to go four does. All right. Uh, I mean, that's. Oh. For the sake of competition, I'm going to say. cowardly remark. Well, for the sake of there being uh, some conflict, which is what all drama predicates upon, um, I'm going to say lower. Lower. I think season two, they learnt a lesson about not letting some of the writers write some of the episodes. (laughs) That probably didn't pick up on the mic. But but, uh, yes, I I reckon that they they said the, the inconsistent quality in season one we're going to go all out and make 22 gold episodes and they probably managed to make 19 passable episodes. Okay. So you're going with three. Well, definitely lower than four. Lower so, than four. Yeah, yeah, but probably three. That's my prediction and let who knows? If, who knows? If by we're aiming, maybe episode 13 will be the third, last Digest episode. We'll, we'll do a recap then and see where we are. There's only one way to find out, so let's go! Go! Sup, y'all. Sup. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed that episode. That was fun, wasn't it? Yeah, a Um, strong episode one. Yeah, that was a bar gets an F. Yep. As I mentioned. Um, Big step up from season one. Absolutely. In 24 and a half seconds, would you like to describe what happens? Bart's doing terribly at school. Um, needs to get above an F in the final test of the American Revolution. Uh, prays for snow, gets snow, studies, passes, barely. Brilliant. You, that was pretty much 24 seconds. Just fun. Great. Uh, yeah, I, I, as you say, step up. Really emotionally sincere episode. 
That would be my one gripe with it. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, well, go on. I enjoyed it, apart from, I think we fell back into that moralistic um, mm-hmm. sentimentality kind of bit that we that was hinted at in the last season, and sure. it, that kind of bugged me. But... It was done a lot better than the last season, but still, it's maybe just not to my taste. Fair enough. It wasn't black and white, though. He was... He prayed for snow and got snow, uh, yes. and then Lisa was there to provide a boring moral... Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Story. And she could have said, there is, yes, she said, I don't know who or what God is, but he's a force greater than mum or dad. That was funny. You, you prayed for snow, you've got to... Yeah. She could have said, there is no bearing between your prayer and what's happened. It's not a sign. But no, what, what I, I don't, that wasn't the issue. I just think no, no, it's because no. she was being goody two shoes. Oh, fair. But what I mean about it being black and white was that uh, when we have there's a child psychologist who's brought in to the to describe him, and Mrs. Krabappel's there, um, and although they say he's stupid they say he's a, a they'll, they'll skirt around him being stupid yeah also you've seen that he tried and couldn't manage it. you can see both sides yeah whereas in the first season when we had those kind of moral absolutes it was like no if you go with those boys they're bad boys you'll do bad and then you'll be bad whereas in this there was a a, a depth of, yeah. yeah but you're right you're absolutely right about the um the praying for snow and getting it a bit. But maybe that's because we're both atheists. <laughs> but it sticks in our craw a little bit. Mm. Um, but, I mean, it's a well-written episode. It's yeah. funny. And... It was probably better than all the episodes in season one. Yes, yeah. Apart from possibly, what there was one episode we really enjoyed. Uh, Krusty gets... Krusty gets busted. Uh, yeah. Uh, Krusty gets framed, I think, is the less good title. That is a less good title, isn't it? Yeah. Or a clown gets put up for a murder he didn't commit. Robbery, in fact. <laughs> anyway, um, right, okay, so, right, strength to strength. It opens with uh, Martin Prince being Hemingway for a book report. Yes. Uh, laughs right out the gate. Um. Yeah, him talking about making love with a woman. Yes, he Hello. says to, um, to to make love with a woman. To ride a ship, to catch a fish, to make love with a woman. <laughs> really good, really, really, really funny. The funny thing is, <laughs> Martin Prince will never make love with anyone. Hey, except by the end of this episode, I don't know if you saw him in, in one of the last scenes. He was wearing a Hawaiian shirt. In a Hawaiian he? shirt, yeah. sunglasses, aviators even. Wow. Yeah. Still in my look. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are just like Martin Prince. Um, right, the next note I've got, which I, I wonder if you wrote down, or I bet you did. Um, Bart is called up to do a book report. He does a terrible job. He just, just describes the publishing from the outside. That's funny. And when the teacher calls up on it, he says, Miss Krabappel, I am insulted. Um, is this a book report or a witch hunt? Yeah, I wrote that down again. Really good line. Best line of the episode. Yeah, Re- just... So many good things. Uh, Grilla the Conqueror. <laughs> <I'm sick. laughs> oh, All because he's different. Oh, yes. Um, we, when... can't, we can't just go through and just laugh at everything. No, we've got to describe them. Um, I liked the the gorillas, the gorilla movies. Yeah. So um, after dinner, he uh, fully intends to study. But home is like, it's Grilla Week on whatever network. Um, and he just convinced, and Bart just, 
it, it, this is the emotional depth I'm talking about. That it's so unfair. He wants to do well, but it's just it's not in his nature. Not because he's been born differently. It's not in his, his nature because he has been brought up to be to not know how to go. Does this does this raise questions um, as to the adequacy of our educational testing system? Oh yeah, completely. Leaving students like Bart behind. Absolutely, absolutely. But I'm. I mean, he's in fourth grade in this. Maybe, yeah, maybe they should have identified the fact that he could use some extra help, but this was 1990, not now. This is the 90s. Yeah. We all know what what a dive the 90s was. Yeah, quite. But I I really empathise with Bart in this episode. Right, this, I think this is why I'm doing amateur podcasting and not, um, you know, at the bar, by which I mean the legal term. Not that I have any aspirations to be a lawyer. I'm just trying to to think of an aspirational metaphor. Um, But, you know, I really, really empathise with that. Just not knowing how to succeed. Yes. Which Bart demonstrates. And he cries. It's really sweet. I I loved it. And then that's the bit where I shed a tear, if I were to shed a tear. Oh, I didn't see it. I didn't didn't in this time. But I, I completely identified the feeling that I get when I see it. I can identify with the celebrating of failures because I did that at school mm-hmm. I played up to that because I wasn't very good at school yeah 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 and rather than accept that I need to do better but I'll just play up to it it probably made me do worse at school well, uh, well set yeah. a bad precedent for it it's yes well that's really difficult to to ascertain there, there's a, uh, I, a circularity that between yeah. of of are you doing poorly because you are acting up, or are you acting up because you're doing poorly? That's probably carried on into my adult life, into the into the lo-fi aspect of everything. I, whether it's a band or a podcast, if it's a bit sloppy, I'm like, it's meant to be sloppy. Well, mind you, there is also a. Um, surely there is room for that as well. But actually, what we don't explore is that measuring up to these. Objective standards isn't the only way that actually the world does very well on people who don't take it too seriously. And in trouble. That's because we have to do all the rubbish jobs. That's because we have to do all the rubbish jobs. Like podcasting. Oh. Let me see. We're not getting paid for this. Please no, pay us please for this. Us. Yeah, who could sponsor... If anyone was going to sponsor this episode of Digest My Shorts, where we watched Bar Gets Neff, who who would suit um, who would suit this episode? Um, private tutors. Private tutors, yeah. Um, homeschooling institutes. Yeah. Makers of B movies that feature monsters. Yes. Um, makers of King Kong movies. Mm. Peter Jackson, if you're listening, I know you've got a lot of money. They did another one. Kong Island, Skull Island, Kong Skull Island, but I don't think it was Peter Jackson. I didn't watch that one. I'm going to because it's got Mark Evan Jackson in it and I like him. I have no idea who that is. No, we digress. Um, Amoria Phlebitis. I wrote it down, so it's probably worth saying. Who said that? Come closer. Oh, yes, that was very good. Uh, but um, Fl- no, he gets out of his test by pretending to be ill. And when he goes to the student, the not student nurse, the school nurse, she is obviously so inexperienced and eager to please that um, she suddenly grasps a book and starts reading out symptoms and he pretends to have everyone 
classic bit. Classic bar. Every every bit of this just felt like a classic episode. Um, I have a question. Sure. When Bart's grade went up from an F to a D minus, yeah. Why didn't he go to an E or an there, F plus? There is no E. There's no E. No. Why not? Well, because F just means fail. Oh, okay. So uh, I actually wondered whether there were—I didn't know whether there were D's in the American system. So I thought it might have been—you you have A, B, and C, and evidently you also have D's, and then below anything below that is a fail. Interesting. And if it's unmarked, it's a U. So, um, well, um, you know, that's one way, of course, or an X. So you have A, B, D. A, B, C, D, F, U, kiss. But good question. Also, I wanted to ask, um, did you or does anyone you've ever met have any experience of a hall monitor system? Mm, Oh, in my school, Mm -hmm. they used to sign us up for, um, on our lunch breaks, we would have to make sure people didn't walk down the corridors. They could only run. They could only run. Um, and it was super annoying because they'd be like, "Oh, you're on a you're on hall duty this week okay, or, so that's or this day," yeah. and it's like um, it was only during lunch breaks because obviously people needed to use the hall time, right? yeah, some, some classes. And it was super annoying, and the teachers would never understand why no one would want to do it. It's like because I spend all my day at school, mm-hmm. and I don't want to spend my lunch break guarding a hallway. Yeah, well, I think that's why hall monitors in America have this. And it might be a stereotype, I don't know, because I have only seen fictional mm. depictions of it, but have, like, the nerdy thing is to happily be a hall monitor. But when, whenever I've seen it expressed in an episode of The Simpsons or similar, there's someone out of class during class time to monitor the hall. Mm. And it's always made me think, well, surely that's a, that has a huge impact on their learning if some of their time in school they're expected to just wait around in the halls and make sure no one's out of class. Oh, they're learning to obey authority, aren't they? It's true. Isn't that what school's for? Yes, I... There's a, there's a song I want to play you because um, it, it talks about those issues but, like, pushes it slightly too far. It's very good. Okay. But yes, there's a post-punk song um, and one of the things it criticises um, like hey little man with them forcing you to walk and it's basically like when you're a toddler they make you walk and it's like oh you'd, you'd really hope to have parents that pushed you to walk you <laughs> it's, so. it's not the, them pushing their agenda on you <laughs> hey if, if you don't want to learn to walk you end up as an adult with learned disabilities it's fine <laughs> if you don't learn to walk you'll end up driving the school bus <laughs> oh yeah that was a, was that that was an excellent joke that was good Otto, um, Otto had a good Good few lines in here. Because mm-hmm. Bart um, goes to him with his concern that he, he's going to fail. And Otto's like, no, nah, it's the best thing that ever happened to you. Now I drive the school bus. <laughs> oh, I just have a thought. Uh-huh. Uh, there was a flash forward or Bart had a dream sequence. Yes. Where he imagines being about 40 mm-hmm. and still in second grade, fourth grade. Fourth grade, Fourth yeah. grade. That would be now, wouldn't it? That would be today. Yes, pretty much, pretty much. Everyone had computer desks. Have you been into a school recently? Because people don't have computer desks. Did you mean in the flashback? In, in the in the dream sequence, yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. I did not see I thought it was the same classroom. No, they had little computer oh, okay. desks. Okay, I, I missed that. Fair enough. And everyone just has 
Vikings. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, and his son, Bart Jr., was Bart Simpson. Yes. It's been a bit of a Back to the Future 2 deal, wasn't it? Yes. Or yeah. even Back to the Future 3, which is terrible. You take that back. No, well, all I mean, sorry, yes, I, I do take that back, because I mean specifically the bit where... Michael J. Fox's Michael... terrible Irish accent. <laughs> well, not just the terrible Irish accent, but the idea that if you met a member of your family from three generations ago, if they looked that much like you, then that would mean <laughs> there was absolutely no deviation of the gene pool <laughs> since then. Because also, uh, his ancestor was married to, like... A spit image of his current girlfriend. No, it was his mum. His was it his mum? Yeah, it was worse. the actor who played his mum was his wife in the past. That's right. Really, yes, that's what I don't like about. That was might be the only bit I don't like about. Um, Back to Future Three, but it is it is pertinent. Yes, it's just like no, you should have a completely different actor to play your ancestors in films. I let it go. It's a silly film. It is a silly film, and I should let it go. You're right. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I decided not to write down the blackboard gag from the beginning of every episode. Um, that's fair enough. We never talk about them. Um, the, the intro was different this time. The new intro. Oh yes. But yeah. we're running out of time. So that's should we discuss that when we've got a bit of a dud episode? We run out of things to say. Yes. Yeah. Let's. We'll come back to that. All right then. Um, and I right. Couch gag was just falling through the floor. Um. Right. So that has been the first episode of season two. I'm looking forward. It's a good. It's it's a good start. Yeah. Off with a bang. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I am very confident now about my lower number of duds this season. Stick with my four. Okay. Good. Okay. Well, we'll see how we go from here. Great. Cheers, guys. I've been Alistair. And I've been Dan. T T Y N B Hutches. <laughs>